Hello everyone, finally welcome to another episode of Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show, the UK geek science fiction fantasy and horror podcast episode 463, recorded on Tuesday the 29th of November 2022 at 001412. And it is so good to be back. I just paused to have a look at my directory of show notes, and I noticed the last time we did a pod was on the 11th. The interval between pods is getting greater. I apologise for that. But we are back here tonight, revisiting Old Who... And finally back in N-Space after the E-Space trilogy. Tonight, or this morning, we are talking about the Doctor Who story from 1981, The Keeper of Traken. I should start by re-apologising, something I frequently do for the delays. I do have my reasons They were many and varied, and if you were here right now, if you managed to teleport into the studio office TARDIS, those reasons would become even more apparent from the piles of paper strewn around this place. Oh, yeah, that was a really long sigh. On the general subject of doing these classic Doctor Who revisits, as I have mentioned now and again, it's not always sweetness and light, sometimes particularly with the very old episodes. Many have been missing, but now we're getting to the era of the revisit, where just about everything's there, everything's going like clockwork, although We are in the era of John Nathan Turner, so not quite Peter Hinchcliffe. And Tom Baker is coming towards the end of his tenure. The point is, the adventures might be getting a little less adult-orientated, but they are also getting into an era... I can well remember, although saying that, I can remember most of the Peter Hinchcliffe era as well. Vaguely. (laughs) It was a long time ago. And that's the other thing about this rewatch. Many of the episodes that I am rewatching, I'm rewatching for the first time since they first aired. Of course, I wasn't really there for when Doctor Who started. Back in the early 60s. But I was certainly there for John Pertwee and Tom Baker. And apparently I was also there for Patrick Troughton, but no TV at the time. So I am rambling. Where was I? Yes, I was just talking about the rewatch in general. I keep saying that I'm going to start to include... Vintage rewatches of other media, especially British media. 
geek media, I might add. We're not going to start talking about vintage episodes of Crossroads, although I suppose they must be okay. Why did I mention Crossroads? Do you know something? Crossroads was my soap (laughs) back then, when it still existed. You don't remember about that, do you? You don't remember about Benny and Miss Diane. Ah, drifting. Anyway, yeah, those revisits will start happening, hopefully soon, because I still have a good number of years to finish Classic Doctor Who, and if I just stick to doing Classic Doctor Who, we'll never talk about anything else. So keep an eye out for that, or, sorry, an ear out for that. And now, almost seven minutes in, let's actually talk about Classic Doctor Who. Today, as I said at the top of the show, we are talking about the 1981 story, The Keeper of Traken. Let us start off with some notes. The fourth Doctor is, of course, played by Tom Baker. His companion is now only Andrick, played by Matthew Waterhouse. As far as other notable cast, the Keeper, who we'll talk about soon, was played by Dennis Carey, who also played Professor Cronortis in Sharda, and Margot Vanderberg, who plays Katura in this story. She played Kamika in The Aztecs from 1964. She played... The Doctor's Totty, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the Doctor played her Totty. I really should stop using the word Totty. The director was John Black, who also directed the Doctor Who Adventure for to Doomsday, and K9 and Company, that short-lived spin-off. The writer was Johnny Bryan, who also wrote Ark of Infinity, Warriors of the Deep, and edited Last of the Time Lords. That is not the New Who story, but an earlier unmade film from 1991, which was a complete financial fiasco. Ah, yes, I should use my new word here, for Fasco. <laughs> now it's a callback to an earlier episode. And that ended up with the solicitors. <laughs> Google that if you like. Last of the Time Lords, 1991. The producer was John Nathan Turner. As for locations, this was filmed wholly at BBC Television Centre, Shepherd's Bush, in 1980. As for broadcast, this was story 114 from season 18, and it was serial 6, following Warrior's Gate, which we talked about in pod 460. The Keeper of Truckin consisted of four around 25-minute episodes, 
and was first broadcast from the 31st of January to the 21st of February 1981. Zeitgeist. Let me give you a flavour of the 31st of January 1981. Here it comes. Are you ready? John Lennon's Imagine was number one in the UK charts. That's all I've got. Let us now roll an audio clip and then I'll tell you, in my own words, what happens. Rolling clip in three, two, one. I fear that our beloved world of truck and faces disaster. Universal harmony, you said. Well, Doctor? Of course. The master. This type's not really my forty. All right then, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me now tell you what happens in The Keeper of Traken. True to the Lionine Tharil's word, back in the story of Warrior's Gate, the TARDIS escapes Null Space and E Space and returns to N Space with no action on the Doctor's part required. Instead of returning home to Gallifrey, where the Doctor has been summoned by the Time Lords, the TARDIS is diverted towards the harmonious world of Traken by the ancient and frail Keeper of Traken, who suddenly appears in the TARDIS. The Keeper wants the Doctor to investigate what he perceives to be the impending doom of his planet. Upon arrival at Traken, the Doctor and Adric are regarded immediately with suspicion. That suspicion substantially deepens when the TARDIS is made to disappear from the grove by the evil Melkor creature. They are later accused of murder as well, and almost summarily executed when the old keeper vanishes. Shot surreptitiously by a beam from the evil Melkor, a being supposedly calcified in the gardens by the goodness of the planet Traken, but actually very mobile. Andric and Nyssa whose father, Consul Tremus, is next in line for Keeper, do some research and find out that the murder weapon's energy type is the same as from a TARDIS. Cassia, Tremus's husband and Nyssa's mother, the carer of Melkor since childhood, is collared by her charge, becomes its slave, has the Doctor, Tremus, Adric, and Nyssa confined, becomes the next Keeper, but immediately vanishes, and Melkor appears in her place. The Doctor, Tremus, Adric, and Nyssa escape, try to shut down the Source, which is the literal source of the Keeper's power, and the technological and intellectual hub of the planet Traken. The Doctor is summoned by Melkor and they disappear together. 
Melkor is in fact not an evil semi-calcified being, but the master's disguised TARDIS. Inside that TARDIS, the master's body is continuing to rot away, and he is on his last regeneration. He plans to use the source to reverse his predicament, as well as taking the Doctor's knowledge and his body as his own. However, Adric and Nyssa start the shutdown process, and the Master's TARDIS is severely damaged, there are flames everywhere. That distraction allows the Doctor to escape. With the Master seemingly destroyed, the Source and New Keeper, Consul Luvik, safe, the Doctor and Adric leave. However, Tremas touches a large and suspicious clock that he finds nearby, which is actually the Master's TARDIS in yet another guise, and is suddenly paralysed. The Master exits, and the two of them merge together. The previously rotting away Master now has a new body, and is restored, looking like Tremas, a younger Tremas. He laughs and leaves in his own TARDIS. That's what happens in The Keeper of Trucken. Let me now tell you what I thought. Let's talk about The Keeper. The Keeper is this very ancient and elegant-looking old man in a throne-like chair. He has a large, bald head, and bald cap aside, it's a very obvious bald cap, I liked the Keeper. Though his planet, Traken, is alarmingly white, the Keeper was clearly modelled on Shu Ching, the god of longevity, and one of the three Fulu Shui from Chinese mythology. Now, it goes without saying, I have almost certainly mispronounced those words, but I've tried my best. So, no disrespect intended. And like that god of longevity, the Keeper of Traken has long flowing robes, long hair, what hair he has remaining, and a long beard and long fingernails. It's a very striking image, and he seems redolent of both age and wisdom. I also really liked his magnificent, enormous, and comfortable plush velvet wingback chair. It is an excellent prop, and something I would love to own and use in my own library. It looks like an exceedingly comfortable chair to sit in as you read or listen to music. It's a great chair. Let's talk about the setting, Trocken. I was immediately struck at 
the elegant science fiction in the style of Art Nouveau sets. They are also very green and lush with foliage. I noticed in some of the artwork for the art direction, which is seen in the special features, yes, I'm starting to watch some of the special features again, that there were sketches of certain parts of the set. This was definitely a deliberate look. I also liked the soft, velvety outfits of the Traken upper crust console class. Traken indeed seems like a pleasant planet, a bit stuffy, a bit elitist, but very nice looking and great clothes. On that subject of clothes, I liked when the master transforms into a younger tree mass, how his outfit changes. There are echoes of Traken with the velvet outfit, but it's much more form-fitting and slim, and it is, of course, black. It definitely makes Anthony Ainley look elegant and sinister. Maybe not quite Robert Delgado, my favourite master, but yeah. Melkor, the semi-calcified statue in the garden of some off-planet evil, apparently, but in actuality, the Master's TARDIS, seduces, and in a display of control and dominance, foreshadowing the Master's imminent return, literally collars Cassia, played by Sheila Ruskin. I'm afraid when that happened, I may have smirked. The Doctor puns at one point, this type's really not my forty instead of forte, when Adric asks him about his familiarity with his own TARDIS. Ah, puns, Tom Baker. You've got to wonder if that was ad-libbed or in the script. I think it was probably in the script. I can't see him coming up with that off the cuff. But who knows, he's a witty fellow. We are introduced to hyper-intelligent, soon-to-be new companion, Nyssa, played by Sarah Sutton. Nyssa, the daughter of the scientist, Consul Tremus is very clever and can even give Adric the brain box a run for his money. As I mentioned before, Robert Delgado, Peter Pratt, Jeffrey Beavers, and now Anthony Ainley takes on the mantle of playing the last master of the classic TV series. He is the master most prevalent in my mind, although I must remember Robert Delgado playing the master from the first time, I don't know if I was just not paying attention to him back when I first saw him in that role, but I certainly remember Anthony Ainley. However, as I also said before, during the rewatch, 
Roger Delgado is now definitely my favourite master. Ah, oh, it is really hard to tell after so many years of first seeing many of these episodes and now re-watching them, what I thought at the time and what I think now. It all feels like it's all blending together and my current views of classic Doctor Who is colouring what I thought back then, so I'm not sure which memory is which anymore. I've got to sort that out in my head. Or maybe it's age. Maybe I'm just getting old and I just can't remember things as well. Probably a bit of both. It is, however, good to see the Master back in Doctor Who. I must go and find my black leather gloves. Okay, let us move on to trivia. The obvious piece of trivia is to talk about Sarah Sutton, who plays Nyssa. Sarah Sutton doesn't have too many post-Doctor Who acting credits, having taken time off to raise a family, but she did return to Old Who for the Dimensions in Time charity minisodes, and also various Big Finish audio productions. And I'm looking forward to seeing her with a doctor fairly soon. Those are my brief thoughts on the 1981 story, The Keeper of Traken. Now we're in the after show section. Just got a few bits and pieces to talk about and then we are finished. First of all, Doctor Who Day. A belated happy Doctor Who Day greetings to all Whovians, and especially listeners of this show. The 23rd of November commemorates the first broadcast back in 1963, and would have been a lovely day to podcast for me had I actually remembered, because I just had too much on my plate. But I hope your day was full of who. Ah, that is annoying, not doing a show on that day. And I have it as a recurring event in my calendar, and still somehow I missed it. Ah, it has been a troubling few weeks, but I'm largely back now. And I can tell you that up next is Legopolis, which I have already started watching and thoroughly enjoying. I've only got half an episode of episode four, the last episode, left to watch. I started watching that right after finishing the show notes for The Keeper of Traken, so expect me to report back on that soon. I don't really have anything else to say Yes, there is news about New Who, which we will touch upon very lightly in the next general geek non-revisit episode. I say very briefly because I don't like knowing too much about the upcoming Shutigatwa New Who show in 2023. But before that, featuring... David Tennant again. Ah, and that is more than I wanted to talk about. I just don't like spoiling my enjoyment of New Who. I don't review New Who much on this show, 
I just like participating as an audience member. I'm looking forward to the David Tennant special whenever that happens. Can't remember now, not offhand. But yeah, I don't really want to do reviews on New Who. Classic vintage Doctor Who is my thing for reviews, and New Who is just for enjoyment. Like I said, there is a new general C-R-R-R-R-S pod on its way very soon, probably recording tomorrow. Enough waffle, though. For now, that's it. What you have just listened is made by me, Roy Matur, spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. I'm a writer. You can find more about me or get in touch as well at roymatur.com if you want to help. Please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, though particularly rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Recommend it to a friend or mortal enemy, or click on the contact or support link on the website. Thanks for tuning in. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rusty Rocket Radio Show the UK Geek Science Fiction Fantasy and Horror Podcast. This was episode 463, recorded on Tuesday the 29th of November 2022, at a stupidly early time in the morning. The time at the end of the show is 010246. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye.